1: Ahead of the midterm elections Democrats are busy pushing for open borders Abolishing ICE And Socialism This is not your father's Democrat Party A vowed Marxist won the presidency of Mexico And a Democrat primary in New York City Both represent very anti-American agendas And if Democrats weren't unhinged enough Trump's upcoming nomination to the Supreme Court promises to drive them off the cliff. With these stories and more from a nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes, and this is America First Radio's Daily Brief. And thank you for joining America First Radio. This conversation never ends. You can follow us on Twitter at AmFirstRadio and friend us on Facebook at America First Radio with Jim Dawes and you can share it with your friends, weigh in on the conversation, start an argument, and get early notifications as soon as these shows are posted. America First Radio is proudly carried on the Talk America Radio Network, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio, where you can listen to their live feed 24-7 at talkamericaradio.us. And America First Radio is carried each weeknight at 11 p.m. Eastern on Talk America affiliates in Florida and Georgia. But if you miss a broadcast, you can always listen on demand on your favorite podcast directory or directly at our website where you'll find all the archives at americafirstradio.com. Well, to watch the, uh, the, the positions and the actions of the Democrat Party in these last couple of months... Uh, displaying just a total meltdown of Trump derangement syndrome, you would think that they are actually trying to lose, actively trying to lose these upcoming midterm elections. Sometimes I wonder if it's me that has uh, just so, uh, become so out of touch with the modern electorate. I don't think that's the case. I think the Democrat Party has actually uh, become so insular and uh, isolated in their bubble that they they really believe— that their cultural marxist ideology and socialism economic socialism is uh is the prescription that the uh american people are going to vote for. Uh this is a party that's largely based in uh California and New York and Massachusetts and Washington DC. And uh, of course these are hotbeds of uh of this failed marxist ideology. And uh <laughs> And you watch this conga line, uh, stole that term from Mark Levin, of these uh, these Democrat uh, candidates lining up, falling all over each other to try to outdo uh, each other in these outrageous and ridiculous statements like abolish ICE. And you wonder if they're not um, putting uh, appealing to their base, which is a minority of the electorate, above actually winning elections. There has literally been a stampede of these, uh, of these leftists uh, uh, trying to abolish ice. Uh, they show up at these events where the crowds chanting, no borders, no nations, no deportations, abolish ice. And, uh, and you thought that, you know, maybe that was just the, um, uh, the childish left wing of their party but uh this abolish ice um chant uh in the aftermath of Joe Crowley's defeat by the uh 28-year-old marxist there in the uh the Bronx and the Queens the heavily puerto rican uh and uh, dominican part of uh that that congressional district um you know right after that the new york uh the governor uh, the candidate for new york governor Cynthia Nixon Uh, trotted forward, uh, describing ICE as a terrorist organization and saying that it needs to be abolished. Of course, uh, she was just parroting uh, the mayor, uh, Bill de Blasio of New York City, who was doing the same thing. It wasn't just him. Um, You had uh, had, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, the senator from New York, Ah, uh, rushing to the microphone, uh, right on the heels of Kamala Harris, the senator from California, doing the same, and you really, you just had a whole, um, a whole host of these, um, these leftist Democrats uh, calling for the abolition of ICE. This is an agency that was set up in the aftermath of, uh, of 9-11 to make sure that, uh, that people in the country illegally are, uh, subjected to deportation and scrutiny. Many of the 9-11 hijackers were actually in the country illegally. And, uh, and one of the weaknesses that was identified was that, uh, that we had no agency that was looking for interior enforcement and identifying these threats. So uh Trump, for one, is ab- absolutely thrilled at the idea that the Dems uh, want to run on this uh, this platform of abolishing ice. He appeared with Marita Romo on her show last Sunday. The
2: want to have they
1: want to I really apologize. I've got a a problem with this first uh, clip all the time on on the show, but here we go.
2: The Democrats want to have no borders. They want to get rid of ICE. You know, ICE is... I'm just
3: going to say that. The 28-year-old socialist that just beat out Joe Crowley Uh says abolish ICE, and, and get this... More Democrats are getting in line with that. Kirsten Gillibrand today saying we need to abolish ICE.
2: I hope they keep thinking about it because they're going to get beaten so badly. Do You know, ICE, these are the guys that go in and take MS-13 and they take them out because they're much tougher than MS-13, like by a factor of 10. And these are the ones, you get rid of ICE, you're going to have a country that you're going to be afraid to walk out of your house. I love mm. that issue If they're going to actually do that. They're seriously talking about that because you are going to have a country that's crime-ridden. The Border Patrol, the Border Patrol agents, ICE, these people are incredible. The job they have is so dangerous. Is. You know Long Island very well, well right? Well,
0: catch and release, I mean. Well, how
2: about Long Island? Right. They go into Long Island. They, they actually liberate towns. They liberate towns. Mm. These are incredible people. If the Democrats go left... Okay. if they do that, like I always say, Maxine Waters is, you know, Maxine Waters is their new leader between Maxine Waters and Nancy Pelosi and getting rid of ICE and having open borders. And the biggest thing you have open borders, all it's going to do is lead to massive, massive crime. That's going to be their platform, open borders, which equals crime. I think they'll never win another election. So I'm actually quite happy about it.
1: It's really unbelievable. You know, Trump Uh, has gotten up to about 47 percent of approval rating but he still has high negative numbers and in a normal election year the democrats would be able to take advantage of the his high negative in order to mobilize people uh, to to vote out the republican uh, majority in the house and maybe even challenge it in the senate but they're in the in the midst of a a historic and epic meltdown uh, because trump is so polarized there were their party and and the left wing is in the ascendancy and and they want um you know they they want to do away with ice they want to install socialism they want uh free uh health care and and uh and a, a guaranteed income for everybody and a guaranteed government job if uh if they don't want to work with a, a minimum wage of 15 dollars an hour and they want open borders on top of that just think about it you got open borders and a guaranteed government job at $15 an hour. What do you think the effect of that might be? Here's Christian Gillibrand, uh, um, this genius, a senator from the state of New York.
0: Now, what are you going to do with your party if you do come into a majority and you have a significant number or at least an influence of people who have that kind of a position?
4: Well, I agree with it. I don't think ICE today is working as intended. But you think you should get
0: rid of the agency?
4: I believe that it has become (laughs) a deportation force. Yes. Um, And I think you should separate the criminal justice from the immigration issues. And I think you should reimagine ICE under a new agency with a very different mission and take those two missions out. And so we believe that... We should protect families that need our help, and that is not what ICE is doing today. And that's why I believe you should get rid of it, start over, reimagine it, and build something that actually works. All
1: right, all right. I guarantee you, if the uh, if the Republican uh, campaign um, coordinators can't make uh, enough commercials uh, with the material that the Democrats have given to them over this abolish ICE and and uh, install socialism movement then um then they don't deserve to win we'll be right back after these messages and talk about this some more right after these messages on america first radio
4: And you're listening to Talk America Radio, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio.
1: you're back with America First Radio. I'm Jim Dawes. So the Democrats are serious about this. They want to abolish the Immigration and Custom Enforcement Agency and this has become their rallying cry ahead of the 2018 midterm elections and you just wonder if they've absolutely lost their minds. Senator Kristen Gillibrand is leading the charge. She's echoing uh, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio as, as well as this uh, this upstart Marxist that beat um, old party boss Joe Crowley, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, they're all calling for the abolition of ICE, but uh, it's not just isolated in New York. Out in, um, in uh, Wisconsin, the representative Mark Pocan has introduced a bill with plenty of uh, Democrat co-sponsors on it. Uh, Elizabeth Warren up in Massachusetts is calling for the abolition of ICE. Um, all of, all of these Democrat, uh, front runners, uh, are, are on board with weakening America's law enforcement and defense against, um, another 9-11. <laughs> Lake, she's a, a Democrat pollster as uh, you know, she's been doing this for many years says, I worry that abolishing ice tips, the issues from humane treatment of uh, children at the border to national security the Republicans are already trying to move the issue in that direction. Well, the Republicans don't have to move the issue in that direction. That is the issue. She added voters believe we need some enforcement, some enforcement, she says of border security, not just for immigration, but for security. Well, duh. I wish we were pushing this to We need comprehensive immigration reform. Well, we're wise to that old comprehensive immigration reform. That's a, that's Democrat code word for mass amnesty. But uh, Republicans are just can't believe their good luck that we've got this uh, very polarizing president uh, who's got about half of the country backing him, and at the same time we've got the Democrats uh, basically, um, you know, <laughs> drinking the Kool-Aid uh, right before these these uh, midterms. Alex Castellano, he's a top pollster and advisor for Republicans, said Democrats are making the mistake that uh, the Republican Party Party made after losing to Barack Obama. They became so weak and marginalized that an outsider business guy who had never run for office before extinguished them all. And he's warning that there might be something like that arise on the left uh, to fill the void uh, that uh, that they used to uh, uh, occupy with, uh, you know, um, well, I guess that uh, that Democrat Party actually been gone for some time. I started to say uh, supporting uh, law enforcement, but uh, there's probably people listening to this show right now that can't even remember that Democrat Party. And at the same time, all this is happening, President Trump's uh, job approval ratings continue to go up and they've improved by over 5% since this, uh, outrage, so-called largely media, uh, generated and uh, artificial of, uh, of Trump continuing Obama's, uh, policy of, uh, separating illegal alien adults from their children at the border. American people aren't stupid. And although it has, uh, has barely, seeped into uh the the opposition media's conversation american people know that if they're arrested that they get separated from their children as well and their children are sent to live with relatives or to foster homes or to uh group homes operated by nonprofits exactly the way the uh the illegal immigrant children are uh being treated uh, on the border we're not stupid and the Democrats, with this this latest argument, and they, if if they had, you know, uh, rolled this out right before the elections, they might have had the chance of pulling the wool over the American people's eyes. But they did it so early. They had to do it early. They were trying to knock the uh, IG reports off the front pages of the newspaper. But they did it so early that the American people, by the time the election rolls around, will be wise to the to the scam here, that they're actually arguing for better treatment for illegal immigrants than they are for American citizens. Trump has even enjoyed an improvement, a surge in support from Hispanic Americans. Hispanic Americans uh, of support securing the border and deporting uh, illegal aliens Um, by a a plurality, and a full 51% of them support building the wall. And one of the real uh, underlying issues here is that the the, the media have so compromised their credibility and their, their moral authority that when people listen to the media, the first thing that comes to their mind is, how are they trying to fool me today? They see old Jim Acosta and, uh, and Brian Kareem and, um, uh, oh, I can't remember that other lady's name uh, from the white house, uh, press briefings, just acting like utter fools. And they realize that, um, that they're, they're trying to play the American public for idiots. So, um, Gillibrand wants to abolish ICE. Warren wants to abolish ICE. Kamala Harris wants to abolish ICE. All these are the leading candidates for the uh, Democrat nomination to presidency. They're they're trying now to sort of morph this ar- argument of abolishing ICE into uh, actually defeating the Republicans in the midterm so that they can repurpose ICE. Uh, Senator Blumenthal, the... Um, The guy that lied, uh, Connecticut uh, senator lied about his uh, Vietnam War experience, uh, was on uh, Meet the Press. And he's the one, uh, he's one of the ones leading the charge to try to knock these radicals off of this Abolish ICE uh, messaging.
2: Abolishing ICE will accomplish nothing unless we change the Trump Policies. The Trump administration is embarked on a train wreck, a moral train wreck, a legal train wreck, and a humanitarian train wreck. Because the plan now is to put the families together in tent cities behind fences and other barbed wire.
1: <laughs> well, so according to Blumenthal, you can't you can't uh, separate them. You can't hold them together. The only thing that's moral to do is to release them to the interior of the country with a summons to show up to a court hearing a couple of years into the future, which 95% of them never do. And again, they're taking the American people for fools. Nina Turner is a major Democrat strategist and she appeared on uh, CNN with Chris Como, uh, debating Rick Santorum on this very issue of trying to, um, to push the issue off of abolishing ICE and open borders to defeating the republicans in the upcoming midterms
5: and so whether it's to abolish ice my, my concern is that we need to abolish president trump at the ballot box starting this year next year and headed into 2020 you said the a, a word are you about the abolishing type, ice nina i just want to get you on record ty- Do you like that play by the democrats abolish ice I know why people are saying abolish ICE, but my concern is with this president, he will just replace that function with something else. We need to be about abolishing the Trump administration. Now, this
1: lady is a buffoon. She is not going to be able to abolish ICE while President Trump is sitting in the Oval Office. He'll veto any, even even if the Democrats were to be able to get a majority in the House and the Senate, he's going to veto any effort. So... This is so-called Democrat strategist, and her concern is even if they abolish ICE, that uh, Trump will just assign those duties to somebody else. She it, totally doesn't get the Democrat process.
5: Just apl- uh, replace that function with something else. We need to be about abolishing the Trump administration at the ballot box starting this year. Abolish ICE plays right into...
0: You're about open borders. You're not about law enforcement. You're about letting anybody come in here, even if they're killers and drug dealers. Why make this play?
2: I think what Nina is saying is de facto abolish this. I mean, what, what Nina is saying is anybody that comes over to this country who, who illegally and you know crashes the border and comes in with the child is going to be a catch and release program. Which...
1: That's exactly what she's saying. But she can't, uh, as a, a Democrat strategist, she can't allow that. To be the messaging so watch how angry she gets uh when when she's called out on it means that
2: that we have no, no. borders that's what I you said but no that's what you said i, I did not you say have. that you don't basically put words saying in my you mouth, can't senator because i don't put you, words you, in your mouth you, you, i never said that
5: the, the, what the i am saying that is the this policy has a more hold, hold on I can't, I can't hear release. anything hold on i
0: can't hear anything so, wait, if you didn't say it, Nina, then what is your position? If it's not catch and release, what are you saying so Rick can re-
2: respond
5: with accuracy? What is it? What, you know, he – well, first of all, Chris, he has some nerve trying to he put words in nerve, my mouth. He needs to listen to what I'm saying and make his point instead of trying right, he's to listening control now. what, do you got to what now? I'm saying. What's, this I'm is, this is, all is all the ears, point, Nina. is that this country – we should not be separating children <laughs> from their parents. Keep them together.
1: Keep them together. Just don't put them in jail together. Keep them together in the interior of the country. Catch and release. That's what the bottom line for the Democrats' prescription of separating, uh, giving, giving illegal immigrants special treatment and not separating them from their children when they're arrested. You can't keep them together. You can't separate them. The only thing you can do is release them into the interior of the country. That's de facto open borders. They know what they're arguing. The American people aren't stupid enough to buy all this. Mark Penn did a a survey and found that 84% of Americans favor handing undocumented immigrants over to ICE. And that 69% of Americans oppose disbanding the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency. So all of these people are playing to a minority, not only of the electorate, but of their own party. Got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the rise of Marxism in Mexico and New York right after these messages on America First Radio.
2: is donna fiducia and i'm don newen from cowboy logic radio
3: ladies and gentlemen you're listening to one of our favorite radio shows america first radio with our friend jim Dawes.
2: that's right donna we consider america first radio appointment radio
3: america first radio with jim Dawes weeknights
2: right here on talk america radio found at talkamericaradio.us
1: And you're back with America first radio with Jim Dawes. Uh, you know, this last weekend at the same time, we've had this, uh, this, uh, frenzy of Democrat politicians trying to, uh, to argue for the elimination of ice and de facto catch and release, which is open borders. We had, uh, in Mexico, um, a avowed Marxist, uh, win the presidency, not, not by a little bit, not by a plurality of the vote he actually won in a landslide and uh this this left-wing um type of uh demagogue is common to latin america uh this guy andres manuel lopez obador they call him amlo amlo he's the former mayor of mexico city he's run twice for uh, president of mexico before he lost. He has spent uh, decades in radical Marxist um, politics. Uh, he is a big admirer of um, of Hugo Chavez down in Venezuela uh, and uh, Maduro. You know the guy that uh, uh, succeeded uh, Chavez. Um, and Amlo is a, a big advocate uh, that there should be no border between the United States and Mexico and Mexican citizens uh that go to the America uh to America are still represented by the uh Mexican government he has called it a human right for Mexicans and Central and South Americans to uh to emigrate uh to the United States illegally and this is uh, a <laughs> You know, this is as I say, the same time the Democrats in the United States are trying to abolish ICE. He is occur- encouraging um, peasants and, uh, and you know poor people in his country to come to the United States to take advantage of our welfare programs. So this is uh, this is sounded the alarm in the conservative circles. Uh, Victor Davis Hansen over at National Review has called Obador anti-American. And said that he'll position Mexico as a a foreign aggressor by promoting this notion that uh, Mexican peasants have a human right to um, illegally enter the United States. But uh, they're also uh, very in, uh, concerned about Obador's Marxist tendencies. The uh, editorial board of the Wall Street Journal warned. That Obrador would uh, cause Mexico to slide backwards, undoing the economic progress of recent decades brought on by NAFTA. And uh, in fears that the American, um, uh, I mean the Mexican president is going to cause Mexico to become a failed state similar to Venezuela or uh, Nicaragua or Cuba. Obrador is no Fidel Castro, um, but he is promising um, socialism for the Mexican people far beyond the Mexican economy's ability to pay for it. And the relief valve that he set up to deal with uh, this this, uh, disappointment on behalf of the Uh, poverty-stricken masses in Mexico is that you can always go to the United States. And he's trying to set up a a dichotomy uh, with Trump or a, a, a negotiating position with Trump that if you don't pay for social programs for Mexicans in Mexico, then I'm going to flood your border With the illegal migrants and this is something uh the president trump should not engage in he he did uh trump send congratulations on his victory that is just a a matter of courtesy but we're going to come up with uh, a situation where we're going to have to play real hardball uh, with the the new mexican president uh and i think that it will advance trump's agenda uh to build a wall on that southern border so at the same time a Marxist is being uh, elected president of Mexico and all the problems that's going to bring, the Democrat Party is being um, uh, raided uh, by Democrats, Socialists uh, of the Bernie Sanders stripe with this win of uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. They're in uh, the boroughs of Bronx and Queens, uh, old Joe Crowley's former district. Joe Crowley was a um you know a typical New York uh, machine politician who who rose to power by handing out perks um you know to uh, to influential people in uh, in the Bronx and Queens but what Joe Crowley and the Democrats didn't see coming was that this wasn't about issues yes um miss cortez identifies herself as an avowed marxist and advances social uh programs that include uh a a guaranteed government job at fifteen dollars an hour guaranteed housing guaranteed health care guaranteed free tuition all of these things but the truth of the matter is she wasn't that much different than what joe crowley was promising joe crowley uh, didn't come out and call himself a socialist because he's from a different generation of Democrats who learned the hard lesson that uh, American people don't want socialism. but he was promising all of um, basically all of the same things as Cortez was. His problem was that she was Puerto Rican like uh, like a forty seven percent of the district and another huge percentage are Dominican and he is white and she is Puerto Rican. So I've, what we've got here is a major, um, separating, uh, on a national level of what, um, I have seen firsthand, uh, in Georgia and other Southern states where it's no longer pop, Possible for a white politician to win uh, an elected office uh, in the Democrat Party because uh, the the party is so um, identity politics oriented. White voters see that, and they decide that uh, you know what we've got here is a separation of people along um, racial lines. And the Democrat Party becomes the party of minorities, and the Republican Party becomes the party of whites. And uh, I think that process is going to continue. Uh, the Democrats were able to do that, um, or, or to win those elections in, in states that uh, had small minority populations. But as it becomes clearer and clearer what, the, what kind of game the Democrats are engaging in, it's going to be harder and harder for them to uh, pull the wool over their, those people's eyes. So there's a, there's a debate now. What exactly do the, uh, the Democrat and these socialists that are on the ascendancy in the party, what do they actually want? And, uh, and what is that going to mean for the country? most of the country is happy to be able to rise or fall on their own efforts and their own productivity and their own ambition. These socialists, that's not what they want. I'm reminded during this last election cycle that uh, Chris Matthews kept asking these Democrat politicians, what exactly is the difference between the Democrat party of the day and socialism? What's
0: the difference between a Democrat and a socialist? What's the difference between a socialist and a Democrat? What's the difference between a socialist and a Democrat?
5: (laughs) Uh, really well, uh, uh, you know, I... You oh, I... The more the Bernie Sanders. what's the difference between uh, being a Democrat and being a Republican? Well, what's... <laughs> you have to ask... Well, see, I'm you asking you.
2: It depends how you define each one, doesn't it? You're the chairman of the Democratic Party. Tell me the difference between you and a socialist. I wouldn't like somebody calling no, me but, a socialist.
5: But I'm, I'm not one. <laughs> oh, you do it. Well, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the relevant debate that we'll be having is what's the difference between a Democrat a and a Republican.
3: I think there's a huge
5: difference. I, I am a progressive uh, Democrat. Uh, Democrat. I'm a progressive How's Democrat. How's that different than a socialist? Who likes Debbie
3: Wasserman, Schultz,
0: the chair of the Democratic Party. They won't answer my question. Hillary Rodham, you guys are well-schooled. Would it be helpful to change
2: the name of the Democratic Party to the Social Democratic Party? Would that help improve uh, the definition for everybody? I think we're happy with our present name.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're happy trying to continue to pull the wool over people's eyes. But the fact of the matter is uh, that even th- though uh, Clinton and Schumer and every Wasserman Schultz wanted to pretend that uh, the Democrat Party was now at its part, its base a socialist political uh, organization that uh, that reality is becoming more and more clear to the american electorate and uh, this could actually spell the end of the democrat party when we come back from these messages we're going to hear directly from miss cortez on what she thinks of uh, being a uh, democrat socialist means right after these messages on america first radio
0: This is Dr. Kelly Ward from the great state of Arizona, and you're listening to Talk America Radio, the new dominant
4: force in conservative talk radio.
1: So if you believe that this is just an anomaly and that the Democrat Party isn't actually on board with uh, the rise of uh, Democrat socialism, just remember that uh, Bernie Sanders damn near uh, defeated the mainstream Democrat candidate Hillary Clinton and probably would have had it not been for the Democrat National Committee uh, cooking the outcome. But here is uh, Thomas Perez. He appeared on uh, Bill Press's radio show talking about uh, Miss Cortez's win.
2: Something else happened last week. There was there was, a, there was a primary in several states. Your state, home state of Maryland, uh, and also up up in New York, where the fourth most powerful Democrat in the United States Congress, uh, Congressman Joe Crowley. Um, was knocked out by a young woman, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, 28 years old, never ran for office before. Uh, big progressive, calls her a Democratic socialist, actually, like Bernie Sanders did. She? she was a Bernie Sanders supporter. And in Maryland, Ben Jellis, uh, another strong progressive, wins the Democratic nomination for governor. What's this tell you about where the Democratic Party's going today? <laughs>
1: Well, I, I, uh, my daughters, uh, I have three kids, two of whom are our daughters. Uh, one just graduated college. One is in college. and they were both uh, uh, texting me about their excitement over Alexandria because you know, she really, she represents the future of our party. Uh, she ran a spirited campaign. I have great respect for Joe Crowley. Joe Crowley is a good Democrat. He was one of the sponsors of the Medicare for all uh, mm-hmm. bill. He's, he's fought the good fight. Thomas Perez is a buffoon. He doesn't have walking around sense. If he believes that uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez represents the future of the Democrat Party, then there is no future for the Democrat Party. The whole idea of America is freedom which includes free enterprise, uh, ability to rise and fall on your own efforts, to advance as far as you're uh, willing to uh, take your, your talent and hard work. And, uh, and America does not want to be in the business of guaranteed incomes and guaranteed housing and guaranteed all of these other things unless you can actually demonstrate that you're unable to be a productive member of, uh, of society pay your taxes, uh, and, uh, and as I said, take care of your own. Here's uh, Ms. Cortez herself explaining what exactly uh, this brand of socialism that she believes in uh, means ask you
0: about
2: this label uh so you call yourself a democratic socialist yeah. you're a member of dsa yeah.
5: yeah
2: there's so much interesting debate about what that term means yeah 2018. oh it's
1: very interesting debate what what does socialism mean we don't know what socialism means
2: let me ask you about this label. Uh, so you call yourself a Democratic Socialist. Yeah. You're a member of DSA. Yeah, yeah. There's so much interesting debate about what that term means yeah, in 2018. Yeah. What's it mean to you?
4: To me, you know, and, and it is a, it is a, I think it's a big tent term, you know. Um, and for me, what it means is that in a modern and moral America, in a modern, moral, and wealthy America.
1: A modern, moral, and wealthy America. So a modern America means um, the current uh, demographics. A moral America means that everybody has to um, be treated uh, as a victim. And wealthy America means other people's money.
4: Well, we have the to ensure that every American can have health care and education and uh, and access to, you know, dignified housing, we should be able to try to do that as a society by, you know, whichever means we can.
1: Whichever means we can. That's where it always falls down because whichever means we can means taking other people's um, wealth and redistributing, the, re- redistributing it regardless of um, – the people who are receiving it ability to earn it for themselves so she wants redistribution of wealth that's very clear uh and we we've seen where that ends up
4: we should be able to try to do that as a society by you know whichever means we
1: should be able to try to do that as a society she just wants she notice how she's soft peddling everything we just want to try to do this no uh, either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it, and if you're going to do it, then the United States will end up uh, like f- other failed socialist nations like Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua, and and all the the other uh, failed c- Central and South American countries that had to learn their lessons the hard way.
4: Access to you know, dignified housing, we should be able to try to do that as a society by you know, whichever means we can. That's it. Yeah, I think I mean I, that's an yeah. agnostic read of the term. Yeah, you know, but I <laughs> think Yeah, but so. I think at the end of the day it boils down to the the basic elements that are required for an economic and socially dignified life in the United States at a very basic means we should aim to guarantee those things. We've
1: got to guarantee the elements of a dignified economic life in the United States. So let's say that's housing, food, um a job i would guess that's a federal job uh healthcare uh well i i guess you could add vacations in there too cuz it's not very dignified if you don't get to go on vacation oh and you need a flat screen tv otherwise uh you, you know that's just not dignified well maria elvira salazar who is a candidate from uh, south florida for the house of representatives uh, she's got a little bit of experience uh, having uh, having, you know, uh, Cuban ancestors that lived through this uh, this promise of socialism firsthand.
3: Socialist laws only bring misery. They do not bring the paradise that she really would like to construct. Uh, it's a, it's a farce. It's, uh, it's a ripoff and we know it very well. I mean, we have two million Cuban Americans running around the city of Miami knowing and they fled just like the Venezuelans because socialism and uh, does not bring what she really wants, which is happiness. It only brings misery. So she drank the Kool-Aid, unfortunately. Do you know that socialism, the only thing is that they take away your, your, your um, your individual rights. Socialism, the only thing that it does is that it uh, it makes you a robot, a robot of the regime. Um, my parents had to flee because the Cuban Revolution came and took everything away, uh, not only their properties but their freedoms and their civil rights. And so, when this lady is telling me that she wants free this, free that, somebody has to work for it. Government doesn't produce money. Individuals do. And obviously that you can help whomever needs it. But if you don't need it, then you work it and you pay taxes and you contribute with the rest of society. So unfortunately, the Democratic Party apparently feels that this is a good agenda to win on. And they're in for a surprise. Because this is a centrist government, a centrist uh, country.
1: This is a country, a nation that wants to rise and fall on their own efforts. They don't want everybody to be equal, equally poor with no incentive to try to, uh, to succeed. And if the Democrats weren't unhinged, unhinged enough with their, their radical stance on immigration and, um, and socialism, now they're becoming totally uh, apoplectic over the prospect of Trump getting to nominate a, a Supreme Court justice, which, as the winner of the 2016 elections, is his right to do. And they, th- they keep talking and talking that uh, they have to defeat Trump's nominee to the Supreme Court. And and they don't put any meat on the bones of what exactly they're going to do to overcome their minority status in the United States citizen. They just keep throwing out these platitudes like, we've got to do everything we can, and we've got to pull out all the stops, and we've got to dig in hard. We've got to stand together and fight and win this. And then they've got their... Hollywood celebrity mouthpieces like Michael Moore appearing on um, on uh, Bill Maher's uh, program uh, riling up the base, talking about a, a huge resistance effort. Where does this go? Where, what, where does this go? What is on the
0: other side of this? Because we've got a gerrymandered Congress, because the electoral That's college is a gerrymandered presidency, and therefore you end up with a gerrymandered Supreme Court Mm, mm, mm. What is the end game here? Because you don't want to end this in anything violent or any some sort of really revolutionary confrontation. You want a political change at, at at the end of this. Do you have any hope for that? Because you have to hold out hope for that. You
2: can't actually. I couldn't come on this show here if I didn't have hope. But but let me let me let me ask
5: you. Uh, <laughs> oh oh no. Is that
2: okay? We'll find out. All right. I'm gonna. I just want to ask you a personal question, if it's okay. Um... When you read the paper every day or you watch the news, do you ever cry? I mean, do you ever tear up? Do you ever? Does this ever happen to you these days? Sure.
1: Oh my God. Well, if you're looking for ways to block this, Jim Treacher over at uh, PJ Media has some suggestions. Uh, one, you can time travel back to 2016 using uh, one of those Deloreans, like uh, like um, Back to the Future. And uh, and try to uh, pick another candidate for president of the United States. You could uh, you could clone Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, and try to um, to keep her from allowing another uh, uh, Supreme Court pick for Donald Trump. Or you could build a matrix. You could put um, Kennedy's brain into a robot body and trick Trump into nominating that guy. Or which is, uh, I think their preferred way of doing this, you could scream and cry and throw a big tantrum and get out in the street and threaten people and, and get just that much more radical and, uh, and alienate the American people even more. That's looks like the path that they've chosen to take, but really that's what they always do when they don't get their way. Uh, they behave like children and uh and scream and yell and they've got the mainstream media giving them a, a huge megaphone and what and to do this and the net result of this is trump is going to get to pick the next supreme court justice that takes us to the end of today's uh, show i want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again tomorrow on the talk america radio network
3: Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voiceiq to discover more.